of April as we get set to turn the calendar into May. Good to be back here on Red Bulls Weekly uh, with my normal co-host, Connor Lade, who is uh, back from what's been a crazy couple of weeks for him as the Lade family has expanded a little bit. We can talk about that in just a second. We also want to, Connor, in addition to saying welcome back, I also want to say big news since you left. We've got a sponsor for our podcast series that is our good friends at njit the new jersey institute of technology so they must have known you were coming back because as you come back now all of a sudden we've got a sponsor hey listen i i think it's perfect it's come full circle because the amount of time i spent at njit playing on those fields with the academy i i couldn't think of a better sponsor for this i think it's uh it's perfect and, and as we look forward to our show here today, we'll, we'll talk for a couple minutes before we welcome in our guest. That is New York Red Bull 2 head coach John Wallenick, uh, one of just the, the best guys around. There's no question about it. And, and you've seen uh, you've seen it because of your connection from being a uh, MLS player, but also developing through the academy and the importance of the USL team. I mean, if, if there's a guy that's better at developing young players and being that bridge in between academy and first team, I'd like somebody to tell me who it is because for my money, it, it's Coach Wallenick. Yeah. You know, you think of, you know, a person for that role, you couldn't pick anyone better. You know, someone who knows the club has, you know, put blood, sweat, and tears on the field for this club and really has it been at the forefront for the development in the past couple of years. It's been incredible. And to see the success that he's had in really such a short amount of time, it's really very inspiring. And you're trusting uh, him, you know, with the, with the development and the, you know, the future of this club. And he's really taken that role and ran with it. And so I'm excited to talk to him today, talk a little bit about uh, the 2021 season, what he expects from this roster. And, uh, you know, I think it's an exciting time for this team and hopefully uh, some normalcy will be very welcome from them as well. New York Red Bull 2 starting their season uh, this coming weekend, April 30th and over at MSU Soccer Park, Montclair State. Uh, Connor will have the call with our good buddy Dave Goss. Uh, first three games of the season are at home, which, you know, Connor, in a lot of ways is is probably beneficial because there is so much roster turnover from year to year and sometimes week to week, game to game, because you're shuttling players from the first team who might need some time. Uh, you know, you've got your your core RB2 guys. You might be looking at some academy players. I mean, the, the roster rotation and turnover, um, you know, short of having guys' names across the, the, the front of their jersey, I'm not sure how, how Wally kind of keeps track of everybody. It's it's really is incredible. I mean, if you think about it, John's probably got the toughest job in all of USL. You know, he's you know you're balancing first team guys, guys on your roster with USL and academy guys coming up. I mean, he's he's stretched pretty thin. He, you know, you've got to not only coach these guys, you've got to know these players. So you're going to academy trainings, you're going to first team trainings. You've got to know kind of everyone around you so that when you get these players on on you know the field, you you know what to expect from them. So. Definitely he's got a, a, a tough job ahead, but, you know, one that we know that he can do and one that we're very excited to see with the fruits of that labor in this 2021 season. You know, I, I think I'd be remiss if at least we didn't mention because we're going to focus mostly on RB2 stuff today to talk about the first couple of weeks of the MLS season uh, for the New York Red Bull senior side. And that has been two tough losses to two very good Western Conference teams, Sporting Kansas City in the opener 2-1 uh, and the LA Galaxy this past week in a typical Red Bull Galaxy game. Three to two. Connor, I, I know you've been out on leave because you welcome in another child to your family, but I'm sure you watched the games and had some early impressions as well. 
Of course. Yeah. Wouldn't miss them. Uh, you know, even in these sleepless nights, I, I made sure I was ready for these games. But yeah, I mean, if you think about it, going into it, you know, this is going to be a tough draw for the team. You know, a team in transition as this Red Bull team is trying to, you know, create this new identity under Gerhard Struber. It was always going to be tough. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of positives that you can take out of these some you know, some good performances. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, no one in that locker room and in, you know, that facility is happy. Uh, you can tell that, you know, there's there's definitely points left on the table. Um, you, you can tell that they're they're disappointed with, you know, conceding, you know, a few more goals than they wanted to. Um, and kind of that I think is perfect. Sean Davis, you, his quotes from after the game, it's it's a battle of two boxes and, you know, they're not happy with the way they defended ours. And, you know, they want to be more cynical and, you know, get some better results in that final third as well. So I feel like, you know, a lot, a lot to grow. Uh, from here but you know if you think about it two very good teams they face and you know arguably you know the the hottest team in MLS right now in the LA Galaxy so there's like I said positives to take you know you just got to find those and you know move on from here because it's it's not going to get any easier from here we will take a quick break here when we come back Connor and I will welcome in New York Red Bull 2 head coach John Walnick will break down the roster. We've got some roster news for you today as well. We'll look ahead uh, to the first couple of games of the season and just catch up with Coach Walnick as well. Stick around. We're back with more after this quick break on our Red Bulls weekly podcast. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Well, we talked about it in the open. Connor Laid, Matt Harmon back here on Red Bulls Weekly and really excited to have in as the start of the season at the USL level for New York Red Bulls 2 is upon us. The head coach, he is John Wallenick, who is good enough to give us some time here. Coach, I know busy times with the game now just a couple of days away um, and the excitement just about getting back at it after what was a, a crazy year last year with 2020 and looking forward here to, I'll, I'll say, a fresh start in 2021. Yeah, certainly excited to get back to a bit more of a normal season. Uh, still some obstacles, still some uh, difficulties to deal with, for sure. But uh, certainly exciting to get back to something that uh, looks a little bit more like like we used to have to deal with. And, and you know, you think about it, last year was was definitely a little bit of a challenge um, on so many levels. And and I think part of it too, Coach, to be fair, is, is you have raised the level uh, so high. That bar is so high with the teams that you've had, the success you've had, the playoff championships, um, e even the runs that you've had on, on other years within um, USL. Last year being so challenging and so difficult, was it was it just that much harder to get on track and kind of get the group together? Yeah, we certainly had our challenges. I mean, uh, anytime you, you know, we've learned over the years putting that Red Bull 2 roster together is is tricky, right? It, it's you're kind of trying to project out um, situations for three different rosters, the first team, the second team and, and the academy. And uh, that can be very difficult. And then when things change uh, and all of a sudden you don't have access to players. I mean, if you look at the first game against Tampa, we had seven first team guys. And then when we come back, uh, and start playing games again in July, uh, we had zero. So that's not easy to do. And um, 
you know, I, I certainly think it may that that type of scenario probably hit us the most in that, especially in the beginning. Um, but it also provided a lot of opportunity and we got a lot of academy guys a lot of time. And uh, I think we're kind of reaping the benefits of that now. There's a couple of guys that were with us last year that whether it's the training or getting in games are, are now a lot more prepared to, to participate uh, in a USL season. And, uh, you know, we're certainly cautiously optimistic about, um, you know, how much some of those young guys can, can uh, contribute. John, do you foresee 2021 being, you know, kind of that older model where you have some more flexibility between the first team? Um, you know, what, what does that look like for this year? Or is it more, you know, you have a couple guys maybe that will be with you for longer stretches of time? Well, I mean, there's there's still some difficulties, right? You can't, um, you know, the protocols and the bubbles, you still can't put players back and forth as freely uh, as maybe we would like. Uh, so there's still some uh, challenges there. And, you know, but I think having the experience of last year uh, and understanding that and then dissecting that over the offseason and then coming into the season, I think we're a bit more prepared for that situation. Uh, if you look at the preseason as a microcosm, you know, it'll look a little bit like last year in the sense that we're not going to get a, a whole bunch of first team guys. But as the season progresses, I think it'll start to look a little bit more like uh, previous years. And um, I think that's good. I mean, the, the, the first team rosters, you know, has a, a lot of depth and a lot of young guys at the at the uh, uh, in certain parts of that roster and then they need games and they need minutes and, uh, you know, um, having Omir and 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 uh, Wiki the other day was was great. Uh, they they participated really well, and um, you know it's important for those guys to continue to develop. So it's you know it's not just our roster. It's it's you know also servicing those those guys with the first team. You know, coach, coach, when you think of it, um, and I know you know that the MLS season is now a couple of couple of weeks in, uh, but preseason not too far removed. Some of those names that you just mentioned had the opportunity to go down. Uh, with the MLS side and and get that preseason work in with the first team in Florida as they come back now. And if you want to talk about specific guys, that's fine. Or just keep it general. That's okay too. How, how much confidence do they get going down and getting that training time with the first team? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always a little bit different for each guy. Uh, obviously in the past, we've done really well with Jesse and then Chris of bringing guys in and having some of the USL guys participate and Academy guys be part of preseason and uh, Gerhard has continued uh, in that path. So for me, that's awesome. Uh, you know, to see Omar and Jake participate um, and Daniel Edelman participate with the first team over, you know, beginning in March um, and then going down to Florida, and I think it's fantastic. I think if you look at each one of those guys, they they all kind of absorbed the, the experience a little bit different. Um, but I think in the end, it's a positive, whether it be um, experiencing that level, right? Getting to know those guys, getting to know the staff, the staff getting to know them uh, on an intimate level, I think is important. It's, you know, we do a lot of watching the games and you, you start to think you know the player and then you meet them and all of a sudden it's a totally different experience when you have personal experience with people. So um, I think... It's also, you know, they're a little frustrated that they're back with us, and that's rightfully so. And, you know, that little bit of uh, motivation slash um, disappointment uh, is important too. So I, I'm hoping that those guys take it in the right way and, and put it into their game in the right way. And I think, you know, um, 
performances from you know guys that have been with the first team have been pretty good over the preseason so i think it speaks well john another player who you know is <clears throat> a new newer addition jeremy raffanello uh seemed to be fitting in pretty nicely scoring a couple goals in the preseason friendlies how do you see him fitting into your attack and bolstering that group this year yeah the attack is difficult i mean uh jeremy's a guy that you know is a jersey guy played in the uh, uh with philly too and you know he's a guy that uh we've, we've somewhat known and we had him he was trained with the academy early in the season um you know again part of this whole thing trying to bring some young guys and get them get a look and see if they fit with the rebel two roster and um you know he just slowly but surely like started to tick off the boxes that we needed to see and you know when we decided to sign him um relatively early in the process because we knew that he had some things that that fit with us um and uh you know the last few weeks have been really positive for him he's he's uh really already um exceeded our expectations so it makes it really difficult because you know we have two guys that were here last year that we really value that as we mentioned before we're in with the first team and you know they're going to get a good look there and then you know luther was a um a high draft pick for us so you know him participating and and getting a look is going to be interesting and then you know some first team attackers and it's a it's a tough place to be in the sense that there's a lot of competition uh for spots and uh it's been a challenge even this preseason just trying to figure out all right what kind of formation am i going to play and does that make sense for the personnel that i have and uh we've had some interesting discussions about that so in other words jeremy's good performances is making it hard on us and uh that's a good thing Coach, when you when you think of it, and I'm looking at the roster right now, and I've I, I you and I have talked about this several times before when I've had the the ability to come over and cover a couple of RB two games, I am always fascinated with how you implement everybody into the course of the season. And I'm sure it's a challenge, as you just said at the beginning, to get everybody on the same page. But with so many players and so many of them young, really trying to make that first impression to the organization. Um, how do you how do you go about sitting down and setting expectations for everybody before the start of the year? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, still learning. Um, I think first and foremost, uh, what I've learned in coaching in these modern times is not that you didn't do it in the past, but you, you really have to treat everybody as an individual uh, and really spend some time to try to understand them. Um, because it's important to know how they're going to take certain situations, like their perspective really matters. Now, just because they have a certain perspective doesn't mean that I'm going to make decisions according to that, but knowing it helps and then I can either um, help frame their perspective. Um, because, uh, you know, as Connor would speak to, you know, your perspective really how you take certain things and certain obstacles or challenges or decisions that coaches make is, is going to be a big piece in determining how long you do this for and how successful you are at it. So you certainly, there's some education piece to that. And then um, understanding which guys need, need a word uh, before a decision doesn't go their way or need a hug or need an arm on their shoulder or these times, you know, maybe it's not so much hugging, but um, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I mean, I, and, and then there, there's really, and I was talking about this yesterday is, or earlier um, development and, and potential or interesting words. And it's hard to have foresight with that. So it's <laughs> when you're going into a season, J 
Jeremy is a perfect example. It, it's hard to frame exactly what his expectations should be. Um, but, you know, there's some general things. Your expectations should be high. Uh, and then at the same time, understand that, you know, you're going to have um, bumps in the road along the way. Things aren't going to go perfect for you. And part of that is going to be a piece of your development. So um, you certainly have to, like I said, treat everybody like an individual, set their expectations high, but at the same time, help them with their perspective to understand that, hey, it's just because we talk about playing and scoring goals and setting high goal expectations for yourself doesn't mean it's going to go a certain path. John, looking back at 2020, um, you know, the, the team, I guess, uh, let up uh, um, some more goals than you have in the past. Um, you know, looking forward to this 21 season, 2021 season, um, how have you solidified this back line and kind of who are those individuals that you're looking to to kind of put a big emphasis on being stout defensively like you have been in the past? Yeah, it's been tricky, to be honest. Um, you know, we at the beginning of last year, we I think we felt pretty good defensively and then COVID hits and, you know, you look at the first four games, we gave up one goal in each of those games. And I think, you know, obviously we, we'd love some shutouts, but we're pretty good about that. Uh, and Kyle Zayak goes down and then Danny Letterman goes down and all of a sudden, um, you know, it's difficult in the midfield. And then, you know, we had some injury issues with our center backs as well. Um, you know, and, and we had some foresight that some first team guys were going to come down and fill some spots defensively. So a lot went into that and made it difficult. Um, you know, with our style of play, it's a big adjustment for guys coming in. They're adjusting to this, to the level of play. A lot of them are college guys or academy guys. They have to up their level of play. And then they also, you know, the academy guys to a lesser degree have to alter their style of play and uh, maybe the, the physical piece. And that's tricky. So it's certainly, and we play aggressive. So like, we're going to put guys in tough situations. And I think that helps us develop tough, um, you know, durable, reliable, resilient players. But it also presents challenges for us uh, during the season. So we, if you look at each season, um, our most successful season was probably the only one where we really, we, we really were consistent in being defensive and, and not giving too much away. Uh, other years, it took time. So uh, last year, we didn't have as much time. I think that was a piece. Combine that with roster change due to certain protocols and then throw in a couple injuries and it made it difficult. This year, um, we feel pretty good. Uh, we, we like some of the pieces that we brought in. We like some of the pieces that have stepped up from the academy. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge early on. Um, you know, visa situations and, and things like that are going to make it cha challenging. Um, so we've probably given up a couple more goals in the preseason than we wanted to. But I think I think we're headed in the right direction, and I think we'll continue to, to make progress in that area. Roster moves that uh, continued as early as this morning, Coach, as, as we were getting set to come on, uh, got some information passed along. Amir Tomble, uh, defender, uh, Swiss native here, or at least I shouldn't say here, in the process of joining the team. And that's one of the challenges for you too, right? I mean, implementing different guys at different times during the course of the season because the organization as a whole wants to take a look, see the potential, whether that's now in April, could be in June, July, at, at really any point, plus factor in when, as you said, first team guys need to come down and get minutes as well. Yeah, we always see the roster as, um, you know, ever-changing. Um, same, as I mentioned before, with development, it, it's hard to predict how it's going to go. And, um, 
you know, it never really goes in a straight line. So you're always kind of uh, going by, you do as much as you can to not go by feel, but it's always, there's always a little bit involved in that. And then, you know, this is a perfect example. We, we didn't want to just go out and sign center backs and um, just put them on the roster to tick that box. We wanted to find the right guys, guys that can succeed, guys that can that have the potential to move up. And Amir was a guy that came on our radar. We got him in, got a good look at him and uh, you know, he's, he's a, definitely a work in progress, but he's a young, um, motivated, um, quality individual that has certain tools that I think will translate well to the way we play. Um, and it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be a learning experience and getting them on board and getting them up to speed. But we certainly think he has some good starting points and, um, you know, the way he goes about his, his professionalism and, and the way he goes about um, integrating himself with the group, I think, uh, speaks a lot about who he is as a person. And I think that that sets him up for success with us. John, you spoke about uh, just before um, Kyle Zayed. Uh, can you talk a little bit about him, his recovery status right now, where he is in that process and kind of your expectations for him? I know we, there was big expectations for him in 2020, and it was a big blow for the team when he went down. Can you speak to kind of his role that he'll have for this 2021 season or specifically in the beginning? Yeah, Kyle's had a kind of a tough go. I mean, uh, he's a guy that I always tell the story. One of the first days that I was with the academy, he was with our U14 team, and he really impressed me straight away. He was one of the guys that I noticed, you know, the first couple of days. Um, he was a tough, uh, physical, hard competitor, but also had some ability going forward and could score goals. And, you know, that struck me very early. Um, you know, obviously, he goes to Georgetown, has a good career there, comes with us, ends up with the Red Bull 2 roster in a very competitive midfield two years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he got his stretches where he played and then, you know, didn't always play, but we knew we were going to bring him back because we knew he had qualities that we liked and that, that translated well with us. And, you know, that second year, um, you know, <laughs> ends up kind of flipping on its head and uh, a year that's a big important year for him. One gets shortened and then two gets ended um, by an injury. So, um, certainly frustrating for him, but we again, it just shows how much we value the player. We wanted to have him back. Uh, yeah, his, his recovery is, has been a little difficult, to be honest. Uh, he's, um, you know, he's on the field, he's moving around, but he ha he's had some stops and starts. Uh, you know, you, you break a bone in your foot and it's going to bother you. Um, so he, he's having some, a little bit of difficulties getting back, but uh, he's a phenomenal personality and a person and uh works really hard and, and he's doing everything he can to get back. And, uh, you know, he's been, been around the group. Uh, he has not been in training, so, um, it's going to be a little bit, but, um, even as a person that's not participating in training, he's still an important piece of what's goes on around here. And, uh, you know, he's a bright, intelligent, um, serious, uh, individual that's good to have around to, to at the very least be an example to other players, but also, uh, we can't wait to get him in the group. New York Red Bull 2 starts their home season in the USL season overall on April 30th, uh, coming up this weekend against Hartford Athletic. The first three games will be at MSU Soccer Park at home April 30th, May 7th, May 14th. Tickets are available. For more information, uh, go to the New York Red Bulls website with head coach John Wallenick, Matt Harmon, Connor Late here, our Red Bulls weekly podcast. Coach, I'm, I'm, I've been dying for the last almost 20 minutes to ask you this question because you you have been – uh, with New York Red Bull 2 essentially from the beginning, and you've seen Jesse Marsh, you've seen Chris Armis, you've seen Bradley Carnell, 
You've seen now Gerhard Struber. What's been the connection for you to each and every one of them? And and is it a is it a challenge for you to almost have to kind of relearn what each of the four head coaches that you've dealt with have expectations for you with the second team? Yeah, I'd say uh, a similar answer as before. You know, your modern head coach. You know, you got to treat them as individuals. Um, so you got to be uh, really adjustable in that sense. And I, I'm speaking about myself as well. Um, I think what, what I would say to that is I think Jesse set a really fantastic standard in the beginning straight away. Um, he valued the team, the Rebel 2 team. Um, and he was very open. Um, I was around the first team a lot. Uh, got to learn a lot from from him and, and from Red Bull and um, the style of play and all that stuff. And, you know, it was a great connection. Uh, I think the players felt that. I think the players understood that well. Uh, and I think that really set a standard of working together that um, allowed us to have uh, success, right? If the players know that they're being valued and being watched and have an opportunity, then they're going to give it their all. And, you know, you're going to have some uh, success in that sense. Uh, I think because Chris was so tight with Jesse and had been around the environment, you know, it was a pretty smooth transition from Jesse to Chris. Um, you know, obviously different people, but uh, we still pretty much worked. You're going to make some adjustments. Every co every head coach has a right to to go about their business the way they want. And, you know, the first team has a right to set the standard and how we do things. And, you know, whether that's from when meetings happen or when players are sent down or whatever, um, but I, I think that there was a lot of continuity there. So that obviously um, was a pretty good change. You know, Bradley was different for one, it was a short time and two with, with uh, the COVID protocols and stuff, you know, it, it was, uh, I didn't get to see him a lot. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different animal at, at that point. Um, but obviously he had been around, been around, been in the system with Chris, so he understood, he valued the same thing. Uh, and then Gerhard, you know, is, is, it's a work in progress. I've, I've been uh, around him in the fall. I had, he was fantastic in the, in the first three weeks of March when they were training at the first team. I was I was involved. I was you know um, the the club felt it important for me to get into the first team bubble at that time. Um, one because we had some players there, but two to understand what what he's going to value and what his mind has uh, in store for the team. Uh, so I, I gained a lot in those first few weeks. Um, I think he continues in that. You know he's going to value this team and he's going to um use it in the proper way to 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 say all right who are the top players that we need to get time and then use each one of those red bull two minutes as a way of an investment in a player uh, for the future so um obviously some of that is yet to be determined we, we haven't played a game yet um but so far so good in the sense that you know we're already making exchanges even through the difficulties of of protocols and bubbles um, and I think that'll continue as we go. And I think we'll continue to get better at it as, it, as we go. So uh, I think what probably is more difficult is just dealing with the different situations that we've been involved in rather than the personnel. So I think that speaks well to how, how everybody, and, and you know, Gerhard is experienced with, with the, uh, the academy and the youth players uh, coming through Salzburg. So um, I think uh, I've been lucky in the, in the sense that, uh, you know, I haven't had to deal with anybody that didn't value or understand the value in, in having a second team. John, I want to speak a little bit about uh, Omar So and Jake LaCava, uh, obviously two big players for you last year, um, you know, in the stat sheet and, you know, other facets of the game. But 
where do you see those two making a jump in their in their uh, in the 2021 season with this team and kind of where do you see them grow? I know you mentioned a bit during preseason you saw them come back and you know their confidence. Where do you see them making the jump this year? Yeah, I think um, I think they're both set up pretty well to to one have a good season uh, and like you said being in with the first team for both those guys. Both those guys also trained with the academy early in the season, starting in January. And I give those guys a lot of credit because it's not so easy um, once you turn pro to be willing to, you know, drop down, so to speak. Um, and I think that was really valuable for them and for our academy to see those guys on a daily basis and how they went about their business. And it was it was uh, also a little bit eye-opening for the academy coaches. You know, they, I think they were impressed by Omar and Jake. And again, that that's a credit to them. Um, and I think I think all that really just sets them up well for the season. Uh, you know, obviously they're two players; they have similar similarities in the way they play, but also have some some differences in 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 uh, what they bring to the game. Um, I think they both have weapons that translate to to first team to MLS soccer, and now it's about ironing out some of those um, you know areas of opportunity that that can be a little bit better. Um, you know, Omar. You know, had had some more. It's going to have a little bit more bumps in the road than Jake. He's a, a little uh, less consistent than Jake, so to speak. Um, but really has some talent and real real ability that that can really translate. He's got a nice mix of weapons between the way he strikes the ball, right foot, left foot, uh, pace and power, um, soft feet. So he's he's got a lot of tools. And for him, it's just a little bit that maturity and mentality that allows you to to be a bit more consistent with your play. Um, so that, you know, as, as a coach that I can, I know I can rely on you. And now, um, in the tough moments I know, or certain things that I want, you know, I know that I can rely on Omar to do those things so that his, um, abilities, uh, can shine through, you know, above that standard level, so to speak. Um, and some of that is, is emotional of control with Omar. Um, you know, when things are good, it's fantastic. He's amazing. You hear him, uh, he's passionate, enjoying when things are bad you know, it, it can get a little difficult for him. So, um, but I, I think he's done really well. He, he was um, even communicating with me through preseason and stuff. He wasn't just off with the first team dreaming about big contracts and stuff. He was uh, texting and calling me uh, while he was in Florida. And, uh, you know, I think that really speaks well for him come this year. Uh, Jake's a little bit more of a, um, a guy that, that knows what he wants and he's very determined um, to go after it. And, you know, it's a great work ethic. I mean, he's one of these guys that he's one of the few players that I've had to have a conversation with like, Jake, maybe you need to calm down a little bit and not run so much during training. It's like a, it's a rare a rarity, especially, you know, Connor, how hard we train and how much value we put on numbers and all that stuff. So, um, he's a hard worker. He's got and another guy that has some pace and some power. And, um, I think with Jake, it's a little bit more, um, just being confident to take advantage of his weapons, um, fine tuning him a little bit and making sure that, you know, he's continuing to take, cause he gets in a lot of great spots. Um, he makes things hard on defenders at all times. Uh, I think he doesn't quite realize how scary he can be as far as, you know, when you, when you're defending him. And I, I think once he starts to understand that, um, you know, his game will, will, will go to a new level. And, uh, you know, like I said before, the, there's no timetable on it in the sense that, you know, they don't have forever, obviously, but, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, Jake's next month and Omar's three months from now. That's not really how it works. But I think both those guys are really set up to, to have a lot of success and we're going to lean on them a lot this year. Coach, clearly you can tell 
uh, Connor has the broadcast on Friday. He's getting all these little nuggets about all all, all the players. He's a, that, that's very very intelligent, Connor. You, you've been uh, you've been paying attention. You can use these podcasts to your advantage for sure. We're gonna get um, on here every week, I think. Co- Coach, last last one before we let you go, and that is, I want to go back to something that that struck me in an answer that you gave earlier in the podcast, almost right towards the beginning. The importance of the USL team being the bridge for the Red Bull organization between the first team and the academy. You, you, you know, you, you know Connor very well. I mean, coming up through the academy, making that jump um, to the to the senior roster. And, and now having the ability with the USL New York Red Bull 2 team to have players see that definite connection and that bridge between, okay, I, I'm in the academy, maybe I'm not quite ready for Major League Soccer, but the USL and New York Red Bull 2 is a perfect spot for me to, you know, hone my skills and learn my trade a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, uh, I think as an organization – uh, we really saw early on uh, when we started this thing, even before we started, I, m- I remember having conversations um, with um, with Andy Rossborough that, you know, this this team is going to be important. If you just look at the U.S. landscape of uh, development in, in soccer, there's a missing piece. And that piece is around that 16 to 18 age going up to about 2021. Uh, and you know, college can be a piece of that. And each, again, each individual is going to make a choice based on that. But for certain players, it's, it's not as um, sufficient of a, of a piece anymore. And, uh, you know, we're, we'll still use the draft and, you know, we'll still bring in players uh, that have gone through college and had experiences because those are important and important culturally and they're important uh, to individuals in their maturation um, process and all that, but, um, you know, the the first team wants to get younger (laughs) and if they want to get younger, we have to get younger and we've invested a lot in our Academy and the Academy has, has made a lot of adjustments that have made them, um, that have accelerated the development of certain players. They've also brought in more talent and, uh, you know, we have to transition to being, uh, the, the landing spot for those guys, uh, that don't that can't quite make the jump from academy to first team, uh, which to be honest is most of those guys, they, they need that place um, to play. And like I said before, um, we see the season and each one of those minutes and each one of those spots on the field as an investment in the player. And we wanna make the best decision we possibly can in each one of those minutes for each player uh, to make sure we're giving it to the player that needs it uh, in the right way. Uh, and, you know, I think just understanding that as, as extreme value is, has kind of helped us a ton over the years and, uh, you know, we'll continue to do that. And, you know, as the academy gets, keeps building and getting better, our academy and other academies in MLS and, but at the same time, MLS is getting better. So it's that gap is always kind of there and, and we're going to do the best we can to, to fill that gap with, you know, whether it's giving academy players training. Uh, to add on to what they're doing at the academy level, whether it's giving the higher potential players minutes in a professional game, um, giving academy players that deserve it contracts to start their professional careers at uh, young ages. We're going to try to fit all those pieces together and make sure that that bridge, uh, as you mentioned, is there from, you know, when we get them, 
whether that's 12, 13, 14, whatever. And we're going to put all those pieces together and we're that final piece of the bridge that gets them uh, over the, the finish line, so to speak, to the first team. And then hopefully, um, I always say my job is 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 uh, to win MLS Cup. You know, I'm obviously not going to be on the sideline winning the cup, but I'm going to be there to provide the pieces, you know, to, uh, you know, I've learned to gain a lot of uh, pleasure and enjoyment from seeing players that I've worked with, uh, you know, have success uh, elsewhere, whether that's with the first team or other teams. And, you know, that's definitely my ultimate goal is to put the pieces of the puzzle together for the first team so that when they go in, into the playoffs, that they have the right guys that are ready to win uh, at the end of the season. John, you said those magic words, MLS Cup, as they say, from your lips to God's ears. Hopefully <laughs> uh, it, it, it's coming pretty soon. We really appreciate you coming on. I know it's a busy time for you with the season opener, getting up and going uh, this weekend. Look forward to talking to you down the line. Nothing but success from both Connor and I. You'll see him on Friday. Hopefully I'll be able to grab a couple of those games uh, as well to see you down the line. But uh, continued success. And again, thanks for hopping on today. Appreciate it. Great. having. Thanks for having me. Um, you guys are awesome. Appreciate it. He is the Red Bull 2 head coach, John Wallenick for Connor Lade, Gordon Stevenson. I'm Matt Harmon. We appreciate you uh, listening to us each and every week. Red Bulls Weekly, our podcast. You want to drop Connor and I a little note or message, feel free to do so via email or on social media. We are here to talk about anything that you want during the course of the MLS season and now the USL season up and going as well. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>